You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, a big shout-out to all of our sports byline affiliates and, of course, with the American Forces Radio Network around the world, the servicemen and women taking a little time out. You know, listen to Speeds, the Spitting Statisticians, so they could win their leagues and win that cash. You know, I give a shout-out to all of our Sports Byline listeners. Tonight, I want to give a big shout-out to 1510 AM WWZN in Boston. We're going to be talking about Boston a lot, I think, this show. You know, we got... Eastern Conference Finals Game 1 taking place from Boston. We also had that draft lottery last night where Boston does, in fact, have that number one overall pick. I'm going to ask my man Donnie Burns a little bit later on if now maybe Danny Ainge does want to shop that pick a little bit. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, come on down. We will find out. Before that, we're also going to get into what was a crazy Game 2 in the Western Conference Finals last night where the Golden State Warriors blew the doors off. We'll hear what Greg Popovich had to say. And we'll also discuss if, uh, you know, this idea of closing shooters out has reached its breaking point. So, in fact, I have a poll question up there right now. So many ways you could join the show at FNTSY Radio, that Twitter handle. You could always answer the poll that way, pose any questions if you want. You could also ask me questions or follow me at Spittin' Speeds. So here's the poll question that we have up right now. There was so much talk about that Zaza Pachulia play. But last night, there was some other interesting plays. I know Donnie Burns has some thoughts on it. But um, my question quite frankly, is this. Did the Spurs have any kind of revenge or a bounty on their mind against the Warriors last night after that Kawhi Leonard injury? And I got some options around not only yes or no, but if so, was it a player thing or a coach thing? You know, did Popovich have something to say about this? Or, nah, it's just a common play. Get on at that on that poll right now. We're also, I'm going to give you my starting lineup, and we're also going to definitely get what I've been talking about for a while, Kyle Turley and his work around marijuana advocacy here in the NFL. Come on back. We're going to start off with my starting lineup. That's how we do it here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your boy, Dane Martinez, holding you down, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. Come on right back. Fantasy Freestyle. Aha! Yeah, you know what it is. We get John Blaze here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. One quick note I want to tell you in an afternoon game, the Arizona Diamondbacks in 11 innings have just defeated the New York Mets. That by a score of 5-4. to four. The Diamondbacks with that win go to five games over 500 on the season while the Mets fall to six games under 500. There are also two games under 500 on the road this season. However... Michael Conforto hit another one out, and he has been absolutely hot. If you want to check out in your leagues, if he is still available, go out and get him. It's not just a lefty-on-lefty thing. This guy is nice. You need to go and pick him up if you can because he could help you win your league. News and notes around Major League Baseball. 
And we have some interesting details for you. Uh, Mark McLanson, Giants closer, has been activated from the DL. He was coming back from an elbow injury. Right now, Derek Law was working the ninth. I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't automatically drop Law either. I would hold on to him just to see how this all shakes out until uh, he's actually not getting opportunities and not getting um, you know, that work. Okay, Keeping it moving. Josh Donaldson, it looks like, no, he will not return as previously reported this week from that cat injury this is lingering manager uh, Gibbons said that you know he didn't have a setback it was just a bad timeline I remind you guys earlier in this season when that calf injury first started I told you here on the fantasy freestyle that my man Scott the King angle told me that this was going to be an issue all season long and now those chickens are coming home to roost Josh Donaldson still not gonna get activated that's this weekend as we thought I got another hamstring injury for you as well. I'm telling you guys, hamstring injuries for days here in the early part of the baseball season. This time it is Pittsburgh Pirates. Gregory Polanco going on to the DL. He got injured actually on Sunday, and they're making this DL stint retroactive to Sunday. Yet another case where they're trying to see if guys can, you know, hack it, and it's only three or four games he's missing. Then they put you on the DL retroactive, in essence, saving you from yourself because my man Polanco now is eligible to come off the DL, you know, middle of next week. So when you think about it that way, part of this 10-day DL. Also, Trevor Cahill is going to the 10-day DL for the San Diego Padres. He's got a shoulder issue. He has been decent all season long, okay? And why do I know? Because I have him on my season-long fantasy team, so I need to find someone else to get me some starts. Trevor Cahill with a shoulder injury going on to the 10-day DL. One thing I mentioned to you guys yesterday, I told you keep an eye on the Seattle Mariners' closer job. I told you about how Edwin Diaz had four walks, gave up runs, and I told you that Steve Ciszek was activated from the DL yesterday. Well, with a lead in the ninth inning, the Seattle Mariners turned to Steve Ciszek. What did he do? He gave up runs and blew the save yesterday in his first opportunity. I'm telling you, though, still, I don't think that he has officially kind of lost the opportunity. If you did get Steve Ciszek, I would hold on and see what happens next time the Mariners are winning going into the ninth inning. Keeping it moving here, I want to give you my starting lineup because I help you win your leagues and win that cash. Although, I must admit, I hold myself accountable. I had a good game, but not so much yesterday. Benny Riccardi, last hour, said, it ain't about putting up the highest score. It's about putting up .1 more points than what you need. And I had a pretty damn good score last night. On FanDuel, I put up 165. I told you that I liked Mr. Tomas last night. I liked Imani Tomas. He went for a home run. He hit a home run. Got you 21.7 fantasy points. I told you I was stacking some of those low-priced Cubs. Ian Happ, he hit a home run. Got you 31.4 points in FanDuel. I liked even Candelario at only 2,400 at third base. He got me 12.5. I told you how I liked uh, Steven Vogt and Yonder Alonso against Dijon, the righty out of Seattle. Both of them put up points. I told you how I had the boomstick, Nelson Cruz. He went yard as well. But it just still wasn't enough. I told you to believe in Dallas Keuchel, and he did get the win to go to 7-0, and but he only 
only threw five innings and only struck out four. I was hoping for a little bit better than that. I think they pulled Keiko because after five innings, they were already up 10 to two. So, you know, you got to preserve those guys. You got to save that innings, you know, for when you're stretching them out, especially now that the Astros have designs on the postseason. So, you know, it depends on what tournament you went into. It depends on what cash game. But if you use my lineup last night, you got 163 or 165 FanDuel points. Unfortunately, that was not enough to cash. It was a very productive day in Major League Baseball last night. Here's what I want to do, though. I want to tell you who to target tonight. And remember, starting pitchers are the way to go when it comes to, uh, you know, how you're going to win that cash. So tonight... There's a couple of guys I like. My number one starter tonight that I want to tell you guys about at 8,600 on FanDuel is Michael Pineda. Usually going into this season, I used to call him Michael Pineda because he got hit up big time. But listen, Pineda has looked very good this season. I think he's the value at 8,600. I think he has strikeout upside. And who's he playing against tonight? The Kansas City Royals. One of the things I have been telling you guys about for the last week is that I am fading that Kansas City offense. They still have scored only 120 runs all season long. That is the lowest in Major League Baseball. That is 35 runs less than the second worst team in the American League. I like Michael Pineda. The only thing that would give me pause is the fact that opposing him tonight is Jason Vargas. And Vargas has something like a 1.01 ERA. You would think about liking Vargas, but... Not against that Yankees lineup. I think the Yankees have been hot, and I think the Yankees can get to almost any pitcher at this point in time. So I do like Pineda to shut down the Royals and hopefully get a win tonight. I'm not going Vargas, even though he has that 1.01 ERA. I'm not going Garrett Cole either because he's up against that Washington Nationals offense. Okay, The other two guys I think you can go with. I think you can go with Irwin Santana. The only thing is he's 9,300 right now, okay? He does have quality starts in seven of his last eight outings. And he's facing for the Colorado Rockies tonight, German Marquez, who's like a young kid journeyman who's only one and two with an almost five ERA. So a nice little matchup for Erwin Santana tonight. But you may not want to pay 9,300 on FanDuel. I like Pineda better up, up against the worst offense with strikeout upside at 8,600. If you want to go a little cheaper, check out Jesse Hahn for the A's against the Mariners tonight. That Seattle Mariners lineup is not their A lineup, okay? Remember, Robinson Cano is dealing with that quad injury, so he's not in the lineup. Really, all you got to worry about in that offense is like 2-3-4, which is, I think, Ben Gamble and probably uh, Nelson Cruz and then Kyle Seager. But Seager has not had a great start to the season. Trust me, I know he is on my season-long fantasy team. So I like Jesse Hahn at 7,600 tonight, and I like Michael Pineda at at 8600 tonight. Those prices are with FanDuel. And I'm telling you, obviously, we will hold ourselves accountable here on the Fantasy Freestyle. That's what I do day by day. I let you guys know, and I hold myself accountable, okay? So last night, that 163 could have been good. I don't know if it was good enough for you. Another way, though, that you could win your leagues and win that cash now that we're here midway through, uh, you know, you're really getting into fantasy baseball is the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. Check it out. It is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. You can stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. You could become a waiver wire wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you 
get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now, and you can start soaring to the top of the Santings. And also, if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you'll get a special discount because you got it from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The other thing you can do, download that Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, and it's all for free. That's the beautiful part about this network, okay? You are getting what you need to win cash, and you're not even investing cash in order to do it. So Greg Sussman, Jake Seeley, Tony Sincata, Benny Riccardi, Frank Stanfield, and yours truly, Speeds, the spitting statistician, will give you what you need for free with that Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Okay, before we go into the break and we start to switch gears onto the NBA playoffs and I bring in the love doctor and basketball correspondent, my man Donnie Burns, I want to tell you, I want to give you a little update on my bold prediction for the week, I told you the Dodgers would start seven different starting pitchers, basically at a de facto seven-man rotation with the DL. And uh, so far, I'm three for three. McCarthy went Monday. Rich Hill coming back from the DL yesterday. Kershaw already went, I think, with seven scoreless innings. Now's when we're going to start to see at the end of the week how it goes. I think this will conclude with Kenta Maeda coming off the DL and being the seventh new starter. On Sunday, and as Donnie Burns plays Rock Him Back Again, that's what's going to happen with Kenta Maeda on Sunday. Come on back. We're going to start talking NBA playoffs and NBA draft lottery with your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ooh, ooh. Lean back, lean back, lean back. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, and you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you want to get at me about these NBA playoffs coming up this hour, you can do that at 844-843-6879. You could also get at us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio, or you could always holler at your boy, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, Spitting speeds. We're going to get into the cypher right now. And also, big shout out again. Thanks to my boys Jason and Ken, college basketball players who came on in and talked a little bit about what was an unnatural closeout, made their predictions. We were talking a lot of stuff as the draft lotto happened yesterday. But uh, we're going to get into that in a hot second. I do have some news and notes from around the NFL that I want to get into real quick. The Eagles have signed my man, LGBT Re- LGBT rights. LeGarrette Blunt has signed with the Philadelphia Eagles to a one-year $2.8 million deal, and there are now reports that Ryan Matthews may need to start sprucing up his resume. There is a crowded backfield now in Philadelphia, and LeGarrette Blunt is probably going to be the hammer of that piece. The running back room in Washington is also interesting. Jay Gruden is saying that Samaji Pirine, their rookie out of Oklahoma, is definitely a contender to start, even framing it that Rob Kelly will be a good compliment to Pirine. Okay, so there are some other running backs where it's a big cloudy situation. Pirine may be an interesting running back to watch in your drafts coming up this summer. The NFL is also likely to approve two roster spots now for that IR designated to return uh, situation where they can come back in weeks 8 or 10. They're looking to uh, expand that as well. Jamar Charles, they're saying, is now only 50-50 to make the 53-man roster in Denver. Remember, he signed in what was a one-year incentive-laden deal. Remember, you got C.J. Anderson there. You got Booker there. They also drafted a running back, so it's going to be crowded. We're going to see if Jamar Charles can stay healthy 
and then if he makes the 53-man roster out there in Denver. I also want to tell you, out in Cleveland, they have said, Hugh Jackson has said, Cody Kessler is the number one quarterback as of now. Hugh Jackson has said other people have to compete and try to take it from him. Remember, I am... I am not down on Cody Kessler. I think he is a legit NFL quarterback. He has some interesting, you know, solid stats and kind of grew in that opportunity he had for a few weeks last season. I think they could do a lot worse. I think he will outshine the rookie Deshaun Kaiser. I think he will outshine, of course, Brock Osweiler as well. Let's keep it moving, though, here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're getting into the cipher. And as we have been doing for the last couple of weeks, I am so happy to have not only the love doctor, but the basketball correspondent, my man, Donnie Burns, on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. A lot of things to get into with my man, Donnie, as it comes to the NBA playoffs. So last night, Game two of the Western Conference Finals in the Warriors boat race. The Spurs winning 136 to 100. We've talked about how now without Kawhi Leonard, how LaMarcus Aldridge really needed to be that dude. He was in that closeout game against the Houston Rockets going for 34 and 14, I believe it was. Not so much last night. Only eight points out of LaMarcus Aldridge. After the game, you even saw in the press conference, Popovich kind of calling out LaMarcus Aldridge saying, yeah, he needs to score. He needs to be part of how we score offense without Kawhi Leonard because really, who is the other option? Is it going to be Danny Green? Is it going to be John Simmons? Simmons was the only one who came to play. He scored 22 points, went 8 for 17 from the field. Nobody else really even shot above 50% for the Spurs. And on the Warriors' side, don't look now. But Steph Curry is warming up. He did it again. 29 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Was 6 of 9 from 3-point range. 8 of 13 from the floor. He did all this only in 31 minutes because the Warriors were so far ahead. Listen, they scored at least 30 points each quarter, going 39, 33, 34, and 30 points to make up their 136. I'm telling you, they looked really good. Hey, Donnie Burns, we're going to get into that other closeout in a second, but... um. If this is the way the Spurs are going to look without Kawhi Leonard, uh, this might be a quick series, huh? Yeah, no, I mean, this series is essentially over, and we kind of touched on what it What do you yesterday. mean? No one's run a road game yet. Doesn't a series yeah, well, not really you know, get started until someone we, wins a road we touched, game? We touched on it yesterday, though. When the Warriors run through Steph Curry right. as the engine, right. it opens up a lot of other things. If they use Kevin Durant, it's in terms of efficiency, and that's kind of what Mike Brown's trying to do. He's trying to use Kevin Durant and use that post game a little bit, but... Like we said, if Steph Curry is the engine, either Clay or Kevin Durant could hit on all cylinders, and it's looking like that yeah. after last night. Definitely. And listen, there's a, a couple. There's a critical play I want to get into with you, Donnie Burns, a little bit. Remember, we had my boys Jason Kenton on yesterday, and one of the things Kenton was talking about, you know, from the perspective of a college basketball player, when you're actually trying to close out like that, you're like running through the shooter. You know, yeah, and you, you talked about that on the, the sideline, right? You're basically running through them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a play, I know it's getting a lot of play on social media today, where LaMarcus Aldridge was trying to do the same thing, getting a hand in his face of Kevin Durant when he was kind of on the wing shooting a three. And a lot of people are questioning this one. If you look at the footage, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge kind of goes in and then even sticks his left foot out a little bit more into that space where KD is, you know, that landing zone where he's supposed to land. We were talking about this off air, Donnie. You think that it wasn't that big of a deal and that it was, in fact, less, you know, 
unnatural than what we saw out of Zaza. Can you compare and contrast these two, the Zaza play on the sideline and what we saw out of LaMarcus Aldridge? Absolutely. We know that Durant, you know, didn't land and sprain his ankle. That's one difference. But from an in-point standpoint, like, are those, how are those different plays? Yeah, yeah, so we could kind of start where we, we started off yesterday. We could talk about the Zaza play. So here's sure. the thing. Zaza came from the top of the three-point line, and Kawhi was already set in his corner. And he was around the sidelines, and we talked about this yesterday. As a basketball player, Zaza knows the only place Kawhi can go is out of bounds. And me and Kenton were kind of in agreement. Right, right, right. You guys agree. What you should be doing is going through the ball. You can alter the shot going through that shot. You don't have to kind of undercut him. He didn't even go up to defend the shot. So that's one thing. And the other thing is you could kind of go with recency bias okay. and kind of say LaMarcus is worse. Right. But in my opinion, it's not. It's, it's essentially the same thing. I did watch it again, and, you know, you and Greg kind of thought it was worse. I did watch it. You kind of could see it being worse, but like I said, recency bias, you can – you're pretty much looking for it now. So. This is true. And you know who else is looking for it? Are all our voters on that FNTSY and Spittin' Speeds Twitter poll. Right now, I asked you guys if you thought the Spurs were kind of into retaliation or revenge or had a bounty maybe on the Warriors. Because, listen, Popovich went off in the postgame. And right now, if you add up the percentage of people who say yes and it was because Pop wanted revenge or the yes because players kind of self-police themselves. If you add up those two totals right now, it makes up 51% of the people who are voting. So over 50% of the people think that on some level, the Spurs are out for a little bit of revenge. But Donnie, you think that's a recency bias, huh? Yeah, and just, I guess, one more thing I want to touch on. Go ahead. If you watch the LaMarcus Aldridge closeout, I know it kind of, it, is, it does look a little dirty, but in his defense, Kevin Durant has about 40 feet of room up to the half-court line. Two kind of he, – he could feel the body coming towards him. Kawhi only has three feet of room, whether he wants to land on the bench – or on a foot, so yeah. you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt there. All right, we shall see, and you guys can keep on voting on that poll. Let's see if we can prove Donnie Burns wrong with our collective opinion. But let's look ahead tonight, Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals in Boston, because don't get it twisted, Boston is the one seed. Boston has home field advantage. However, tonight, Donnie, the Cleveland Cavaliers are still four-point favorites, Game 1 in Boston. And I think it's interesting, you know, LeBron and the Cavs, since the playoffs have started, they have had 24 days off. And it's interesting because you know how the uh, the Cavs really rested players throughout the regular season? Well, someone, Eight games in 33 days. Yeah. Someone asked LeBron how he feels about all that rest. Donnie, do we have that sound where we asked someone asked LeBron James how they feel about all that, all that rest he's getting? And LeBron, you know, kind of was very counterintuitive, almost being passive aggressive with the media. Check this out. This time of year, what does that do for you? I feel worse when I don't play. I told you that. So it does nothing for me. What are you talking about, LeBron? Then why are you taking Wait, rest you even, all the time? No, Come on, Donnie. You even do that, though, I agree with him because even when I would sit on the bench, I'd be standing up. Like, I agree with – I know it sounds stupid, but you could get tired. He is older now, so – Yeah, sure, he's older. But then – but listen – I think you got to just admit it. He should then why not say in that interview with that question like, yeah, you know, we're all banged up. Everybody's got bumps because and bruises, so the rest is really dancing important. Around that kind of question. I don't know, man. I don't know. This does not help me like LeBron James anymore. But let me ask you this though, Donnie. Um, you think Cleveland gets game 1 on the road? You think they stay undefeated for the playoffs? 
I think they do, but if there were a game where the uh, Celtics could steal one, I guess it would be the first game at home. I know they have game two at Boston, but I feel like once Cleveland gets going, it's, I mean, LeBron is playing at a different level. So. He really is. He absolutely one is. Of my I completely players, agree. Too. So we shall see. Remember, we had that poll question up yesterday. Will both of these teams sweep their way to the finals? Uh, Golden State doing their part. It is uh, Cleveland's up next tonight to see if they can do theirs. We also did have the draft lottery. And I know we're going to take a quick break, but I want to start on this. And then maybe, Donnie, we could pick it back up after our break. Boston with the first pick. L.A. with the second pick. Philly with the third pick. There was a lot of people talking that Danny Ainge may want to trade that. That number one overall pick. And, and and people were saying, oh, but we don't know if it's actually number one. Now that you know it is actually the number one overall pick, you think Danny Ainge could be on the phone to the Bulls with Jimmy Butler? Or would you want to take a proven commodity for that number one pick? Do you think there's any movement possible? Yeah, I got a couple ideas. And when we come back from break, I'll probably get into you know a few of them, at least, of what I think. All right, so let's do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to talk about what does this mean for Boston? Do they move it? Are they really on the precipice of challenging the Cavs or not? What does this mean for Philly? I think they're very interesting sitting at three with all this talent that they've stockpiled. Who would they go for? And obviously, if we're talking L.A. Lakers, we also got to talk about um, it looks like LeVar Ball may have organized this completely the way he wanted and now we'll talk about that as well because he had some interesting comments so we're going to get into that after the break it's your boy Dane Martinez fantasy freestyle here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. I was on one, two, five in St. Nick, waiting on the cab, standing in the rain, under my heart, three clouds of pain. Um, it's your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Big shout out to Nice and Smooth and my man Donnie Burns, keeping it hot like fire on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam, blowing up like a Samsung 7 here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Of course, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, Donnie, we were talking about the draft lotto and how that broke out last night. I want to focus on a couple of teams, okay, that are on the top three. First of all, we're talking about Boston and their one pick, okay? Remember, there were a lot of people when the NBA trade deadline that they were shopping this pick or fielding offers for this pick. Now, it is official. They only had a 25% chance of it being the number one pick. Now that they know they do have the number one pick, and in a draft where there are point guards projected to go one and two, and you already have a point guard, do you see a potential for Boston moving down or trading the pick? Yeah, so here's the two options that I like the best. Uh, a lot of talk about maybe trading it to the Bulls, right. but the right Jimmy offer Butler. would need to be there. However, Danny Ainge usually goes with the best option, and I would say that's Jason Tatum. I know that's kind of crazy. It's not that crazy. He's a top five pick. Is it only However, Tatum because you don't want a guard because you already yeah, have IT? Would, there would be a logjam at guard, and you're not going to take Avery Bradley, who's a right. top five defender, out to you know put in a rookie you don't even know what he can do yet. However... If you take Jason Tatum, he's a stretch four. You could kind of sure. you can take out Jay Crowder. You don't have to start the kid right away, but that would be the best option. I think he's one of the best, if not the best player in the draft. And I know Danny Ainge is a smart guy. That's why he's got these uh, first round picks in the last three years. So yeah, and don't sleep. They have the Nets. They also have the Nets first round pick next year. Also, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. I hear what you're saying, Donnie. Let me ask you: like, if they want to flip it for a player, a proven all star like Jimmy Butler, cool. 
right? I'm I need with more, that. though. I need I'm with more. that. But let me ask you this. What about just trying to trade down? If they traded down into, like, the fourth spot, let's say, couldn't they still get Tatum out of Duke? You know, if you think that Fultz and Ball are going to go one-two, couldn't you just take whoever's there at four, let's say, whether that's Tatum, whether that's Jackson, whether that's, you know, someone else that's there. And still, because you're not going guard, couldn't you just kind of maybe accumulate some more picks like Danny Age is his want and then still get that exact player? Because I don't think Tatum's going to go one or two. Yeah, he's not going to go one or two. I mean, you have to see what the Lakers are going to do at that point. Ah, then, yes. Because <laughs> they also have a lot of jamming They guards, do. So. And word is that they are fielding offers for D'Angelo Russell. Okay, word is that they may be looking to trade D'Angelo well, Russell. Well, that's the thing with D'Angelo Russell is his position is point guard. Right. And his, the whole reason the, the Lakers drafted him was his vision was excellent in college. Sure. But he's not showing any of those things. He, he did have like a 40-point a game. He's also diming out he's his teammates, like a, He though. looks like a two-guard now. He's so. also not good in the locker room, causing yeah. frustration and, you know, well, with all that. take that man's cell phone away. Exactly. That's another thing. But listen, you brought up the Lakers, so now we obviously got to go into the Lakers. And listen, could this not, have fallen, could this not have fallen better for Triple B and the big yeah. baller brand? Basically... Basically, LeVar is getting exactly what he wants. You know, into his existence. It's really true. I think, therefore, I am, yo. And so, listen, he's going to likely, likely, if things hold true, it looks to me like the Los Angeles Lakers with the number two overall pick will be taking guard out of UCLA, Lonzo Ball. This is exactly what LeVar wanted when they were talking about he's only going to work out for teams. He's only going to work out for the Lakers. Um... My question for you, and we said this before, I think Lonzo really needs a small market team so that he can grow the and Milwaukee develop. Bucks. Yeah, something like that. Bucks. We talked about this, right? The New Orleans Pelicans would have worked out also. But is this really a situation that's setting Lonzo up for success? I think not. What say you? I don't think it is. I think there's one person that can kind of get something good out of this. And I kind of mentioned it yesterday. I kind of alluded to it. Yeah. That's Julius Randle. I think right. he makes... Lonzo Ball's thing is making other players better. D'Angelo Russell couldn't do that for his team. Lonzo Ball could. Julius Randle, I like him this year if, if that's what uh, All right. the end result. Yo, that's a little hot take out of little your boy uh, Donnie Burns, the love doctor. I got to tell you, though, LeVar's at it again. He was on uh, Colin Cowherd today, and it turned into him going back and forth with the co-host Christine Leahy. LeVar Ball told Leahy to, quote-unquote, stay in her lane. And Leahy was talking about how Big Baller Brand could do more things if they also marketed to women. LeVar Ball, she said, in order to have a successful company, you have to have women that like your brand. Big Baller, Mr. LeVar said, um, yeah, if you have a women's company, but we're talking about a Big Baller brand, we don't care about marketing to women. And they started going back and forth on this. Once again, LeVar Ball, not understanding the what's in the room and what he needs to do, right? But here's the funny part. If he goes to the Lakers, he's going to have to deal with one Genie Bus. And how do you think Genie Bus is going to feel or think when LeVar and the Ball family are talking about how like this is not a women's place in marketing and business? I don't think it's going to work. And I think Genie Bus is someone that you really need to make sure is in your corner if you are going to be with the Los Angeles Lakers. Another time where LeVar Ball is only putting his foot in his mouth. What do you think, Donnie? Yeah, well, that's another thing. If Lonzo ends up in uh, uh-huh. L.A., that media machine is going to... Uh-huh. be a pretty bad too. So, yeah. I mean, 
That's like why I wanted him about. going to I Milwaukee. Want, yeah, I want, him, I want him on the Bucks, but I mean. We shall see. That's clearly not going to happen unless some trades happen or unless D'Angelo Russell is on the move. We'll see D-Lo. about that. But, yo, let's keep it moving here in the cypher um, here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I've been talking about this for a long time here on the Fantasy Freestyle, talking about Kyle Turley. And, um, you know, this is a former offensive lineman for the Saints, for the Rams, had a long career. And he really, in a, in a piece on Vice Sports, a three-part series, talks about um, – you know, basically his advocacy for marijuana. I want to play a very small clip at the very beginning of this to give you a sense of him experiencing all these pain pills and medication versus the marijuana that he's now using. Donnie, can we play that intro? This is my strain. This is Jack Herrera. I buy it in bulk. And uh, it's as simple as this. What this does for me is give me clarity. As soon as I put this in my system, the picture becomes clear. The chemical disruption that's been caused from playing the game of football does not allow me to have clarity. And that's it. At the end of the day, this is resolving things that, well, Butrin couldn't. Depakote couldn't, Zoloft couldn't, Vicodin couldn't, Flexerol couldn't, Ambien couldn't. And you're talking seven pills between this and these seven medications that I was taking daily is that this had hopelessness and this is complete hope. Yeah, there you go. So that is the intro to this series on Vice Sports, Chasing Strains. And, yo, Kyle Turley mentioned like seven different pills, right? Depakol, Zoloft, Vicodin, Flexerol, Ambien, Valbutrin. He talks about Vioxx as well, which was banned in the United States. And he really talks about his story and how... You know, he got his first injury like in college, and that started kind of this cycle, this cycle of medicating just to, in essence, numb him for the four hours of the game. Okay, and he had all these pills and and he's thinking about, you know, the addiction and the seriousness of being addicted to these pills. And he's talking about how this needs to be taken out of the player's hand. But. The team doctors are really, you know, not being honest with you. It's not about what is good for the player. It's really about, quote unquote, can you go for the team or not? But also Kyle Turley in this piece explains how this strained some of his relationships with his friends, with his family, with his children. He would have other rage like symptoms. Okay, and they had his mother. They have his wife talking about what Kyle was like with all of these pain medications and now how he is different now that he is using marijuana as his medicine. He still gets the benefits in terms of, you know, fighting the light sensitivity, but he is not dependent on it, okay, like he was with some of those other chemical pain kills. And he does not have this rage, this anger anymore. His wife, it was really heartbreaking. I really recommend you guys see this. His wife and his mother talking about how they now have their old Kyle back. They have the man that they knew and fell in love with and that he was like, you know, nice to his kids again and could actually be a part of society. But that couldn't happen when he was dependent and, you know, juiced up on all of these on all of these chemicals and all of these pain pills. I think it's very, very interesting. And so tomorrow I'm going to talk about part two of this series where 
Kyle Turley goes to the Harvard Medicine Conference, where they actually have all sorts of doctors there actually talking about the benefits of marijuana. You know, the NFL talks about they're going to follow the science. Well, I'm telling you right now, the science is out there. I'm going to play clips of doctors who are talking about the clinical trials of marijuana and what it has been proven to do for the brain. Okay, and then in part three, we're going to hear from other retired NFL players that share Kyle Turley's story and talk about the traumatic you know that that they are not themselves they have been chemically altered to be rage filled human beings and yes you need that in football but what happens after it is done so we're going to get into that in parts two and three but listen this is real serious and you know that here on the fantasy freestyle we have been talking about that for a while so i want to put it in the first person and kyle turley big shout out to him he has been really talking about that and putting it out in front so i wanted to mention that um when we talked about the draft lottery the other team i wanted to talk about was the philadelphia 76ers and i want to real quick talk about my man joel Embiid. he represented the sixers at the draft lotto doing his thing but also, he's back out there on the grind for a new date. You know who he's trying to get at, Don? He's been trying to get at this lovely lady for a while, and that is Miss Rihanna, okay? So he is back at it on his Twitter game. Joel Embiid posted again trying to holler at Rihanna, and he said, quote-unquote, look at me. I'm 7'2", good-looking. Women usually love my accent, pretty intelligent, and I'm funny, too. I kind of agree with him. Maybe Rihanna needs to give Joel Embiid a shot. What do you think, Donnie Burns? You think uh, Mr. Embiid has a chance? The process has a chance with Rihanna? I think he does just on the fact that he is hilarious. He absolutely is. And he does is. this kind of stuff on social media all the time. So I think he's a uh, good follow. He might have to uh, give him that one chance. He's a good follow. And let me tell you something. The 76ers are kind of primed, okay, with Embiid, Dario Sarchik in the in the front court. You've got Ben Simmons. You still have Okafor. With there's, there's rumors that Kyle Lowry is interested in signing. Here is where I think your man Tatum could fit. I think your man Tatum or maybe even a guy like Malik Monk could yeah. be a great I fit like for the 76ers. You think Monk would be a fit there, right? Does Ben Simmons play guard for this team? Uh, here's his thing. He's an elite transition player. Right, but he's got to have a role. And the, the Sixers have the opposite problems of all these, uh, you know, other high picks. They're a lot of jammed at bigs all the time. Exactly. So I would take a Malik Monk here. He's the best pure scorer in the draft. Right. I'm going Malik instead of Jason Tatum at this point in time. For, for the Sixers, right? Correct. Okay, okay. And I think, I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, the Sixers are not close. Trust the process. Hey, Rihanna, trust the process, okay? Last thing I want to tell you guys real quick before we get out of here. We got a little bit of a break, and then we're going to, you know, tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode. So here's what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to check in on this poll, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you why my man Antonio Cromartie is defying science. He is defying science, okay? But right now, before we go to break, I'm going to let you guys know that right now, 29% of you guys say, yes, there was revenge on Pop's mind. He may have gave a little bounty order. 22% of you guys say, yes, but it's the players kind of self-policing themselves. Because I got to tell you, if Pop wanted to do it, he would not have put LaMarcus Aldridge out there to do it. He would have got some bench guy to do it. But you add those up, and that's 51% of you guys. So you do think that there's something going on there. 33% of you say, no, this is a common basketball play. This happens. And 
16% of you are saying, wait, what happened? Are not aware of what's going on. If you're not aware, all you got to do is listen in to Speeds the Spitting Statistician and the love Dr. Donnie Burns here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network because we give you what you need to stay up to date and win your leagues and win that cash. I'm going to tell you when we come back why Antonio Cromartie is defying science. Come on back. We'll have a good on time. Close a bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, want to give a big shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the American Forces Radio Network. So all the servicemen and women out there out in bases around the world listening to Speeds, the Spitting Statistician and the Fantasy Freestyle to get a little taste of home. Anthony Cromarty is really a medical marvel. Okay, um, his wife... His wife, Tarika Cromarty, put out an Instagram post that she is pregnant, that they are having a baby. This will be Tarika's sixth child with Antonio Cromarty. That's not the defying science part. This will be Antonio Cromarty's 14th child. That's not the defying science part. Here's what is, Donnie. This is Antonio Cromarty's fourth child that he's having after... He had a vasectomy and got his tubes tied. So uh, that's how he's defying science. This man is so, so uh, fertile that surgical procedures be damned. He's still able to uh, he's still able to raise his team. This will be his 14th child, sixth with his current wife, fourth after his vasectomy. What do you think about that, Donnie? Crazy, huh? I think it's absolutely insane. Donnie Burns is speechless. That's how good he is over there. And uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll check in on Crow and see if he's building his own football team, you know. Uh, scores going on right now. Orioles and Tigers are tied at one in the second inning. And the Braves are up one nothing early on on the Toronto Blue Jays down there in SunTrust Field in Atlanta. I'm going to talk about how that ballpark is playing a little bit on tomorrow's episode. We're going to do part two of this thing with Kyle Turley, some of the, the doctors that he talked about. And, you know, as always, Donnie Burns and I will check in on how game one of the Eastern Conference finals went. We'll see if the Cavs and Dubs are still on a collision course to sweep their way to the NBA finals. That's it for me. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is in this league with Welsh and Bogman. They do it big time and help you get what you need to win your league and win that cash. Come on back. See me tomorrow. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk marijuana advocacy. All sorts of good things. You know how we do here. Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow, guys.